Please turn your Bibles to Psalm 90. Psalm 90, the Psalm of Moses. Psalm 90 is not a difficult psalm. It has themes that include time that we have in this world, the brevity of life, yes. the need for God's providence to turn our way in order for our life to have any meaning. The context of the psalm is Israel wanted to go into Canaan and he sent 12 spies and the 12 spies surveyed Canaan and the land and they came back to the camp of Israel and 10 of them gave a bad report but two of them gave a good report. But Israel did not believe God's promise and believed the 10 spies rather than the two spies which resulted in them being condemned to be in the wilderness for 40 years, yeah. a seemingly hopeless situation. The way I'm going to present this psalm today is I'm going to read one verse, and I'm going to choose one word out of the psalm to emphasize and uh, bring a few thoughts surrounding that word from each verse. Verse 1, Lord, Thou hast been our dwelling place in all generations. The word that I chose for verse 1 was generations. Moses was the man who wrote the first five books of the Bible. He was the man recording the generations. We right. will not know about Adam and what happened right. in the Garden of Eden without right. Moses writing it down for us. It was oral tradition, but... We only know it because Moses wrote it down for us. That's right. Moses was also the man dividing generations. If we go to Romans 5, we read about three dispensations. The patriarchs, which is from Adam to Moses. The law, which is from Moses to John the Baptist. And the New Testament form of worship, which is uh, where we are today. Yes. Yes. He was the man dividing the generations. How do we apply this word into our lives? Are you thankful for godly parents or grandparents? Are you thankful yes. to be part of a generation that can be worshiping in this church? Amen. If you are the first generation of Christians in your family, are you going to break your, the sin cycles in your family or not? Are you going to be different from the family you came from? Let the generation following be the best. Amen. Verse 2. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hadst formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. Amen. And the word that I chose for, from verse 2 is the word art, as in thou art God. Mm -hmm. One of the great assumptions of our faith is God is. Amen. No matter the generation, God has been, is, and will be constant and unchanging. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. His word and his promises are forever faithful and true. Are we faithful like God is? Most men will proclaim his goodness, but a faithful man who can find can you be counted on 
to be stable and faithful? Or are you a double-minded man that James condemns? Verse 3, Thou turnest man to destruction and sayest, Return, ye children of men. And the word that I chose is, Return. Yes. Adam was brought forth from the dust of the earth and formed into a body. And one day, him and his children will return to that dust. Are you surprised when you see a chemical analysis of the human body's elements to be the same as clay? God and Jesus Christ, and if we, if we look at this verse, return, is God saying to the, the children of Israel, which is to return to the dust, we have to, and that reminds us that God and Jesus Christ holds the power of life and death. Yes. Your life is not your own. Serve him and love him because all he needs to say is return and we fly away. Right. And we know that one generation of Israelites returned to the dust of the wilderness yes. because they condemned themselves by their unbelief. Right. Yes. Verse 4. For a thousand years in thy sight are but as yesterday when it is past, and as a watch in the night. And the word that I chose for, from verse 4 is the word sight. A thousand years in thy sight. God sees you. God sees me. God sees every thought, word, and deed, past, present, and future. Yes. God sees all of those things. Right. What are you showing him? What does he see in your life? In prophecy, Isaiah would say, God sees the end from the beginning. And all details in between follows his decrees and counsel. Are you worried about the events that are going on in this world? Are you worried about future events? Don't be. God sees it, yes. and everything that he yes. sees follows his will. Why did Israel murmur against Moses and believe the bad report of the ten spies? They should have just obeyed him and walked, not by their sight, you know, because they were thinking about giants that were inside Canaan, that they were so small compared to. They shouldn't have worried about what they were seeing, but instead of what God was seeing. Verse 5, Thou carriest them away as with a flood. They are as a sheep, they are as a sleep. In the morning, they are like grass which groweth up. And the word that I chose was flood, as in, as with a flood. Moses recorded the worldwide flood yes. that happened in Genesis 6. Do you believe it? Amen. Do you defy the world's science, falsely so-called? The flood is the most striking description known back then in Moses' generation of God's power over life and death. It's something that we should be glory in because he was able to bring up the flood from under the earth and from the clouds in heaven. Do you believe of another flood that is coming 
there will be a flood of fire coming soon. Second Peter 3 says that elements would, f- would melt in fervent heat. Second Thessalonians 1 talks about flaming fire dropping from heaven. Noah was a man who survived the first flood because of his godliness, because he was different from this world. Are you going to survive the second flood that is coming? How are you going to live in order to prove it? Verse 6, In the morning it flourisheth and groweth up. In the evening it is cut down and withereth. And the word that I choose that I chose from verse 6 was is, as in it is cut down. Your life is going to end soon. It will be over before you know it. And you cannot stop it from, from happening. Death is inevitable. Death is coming. The king of terrors is approaching. But what's the solution? We should live all out for the Lord right now. Right now. Do not delay. Verse 7 and 8 uh, have similar words, so I've grouped them together. So I'll read both of them together. For we are consumed by thine anger, and by thy wrath are we troubled. Thou hast set our iniquities before thee, our secret sins, in the light of thy countenance. And the words that I chose from verse 7, verse 8 are we and are. For we, in verse 7, and thou hast said are, in verse 8. Just to remind us of the context of Psalm 90. The Israelites in the wilderness were judged by God for their unbelief. They witnessed ten plagues. They saw Egypt giving away their treasures to them. They saw Pharaoh's army drowning in the Red Sea, but they were afraid of some Amalekites. They were afraid of some, weak, some weaker and inferior nations when they just spoiled the power on that earth. Psalm 95, verse 8 to 11 summarizes it, and I will read that. Harden not your heart, as in the provocation, and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness, when your fathers, which is the generation of Israelites, tempted me, proved me, and saw my work. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest." Israel's example was written for our learning and warning. So the question is, are you going to be any better? Lord, help us. Verse 9. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. And the word that I chose was tale, as in a tale that is told, a story. Israel in the wilderness is used as a warning for future generations. Just like the Jews after 70 AD 
are a proverb and a byword among all nations, a tale. What sort of tale are you, will your life be? What sort of tale will your children, when they think about you and speak about you, will talk about? Is it a tale of foolishness and sin, or is it a tale of righteousness and holiness? Lord, help us. Verse 10. The days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength they be fourscore years, yet is their strength labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off, and we fly away. And the word that I chose for verse 10 was the word soon, as in it is soon cut off. Right. Whether 70 years or 80 years that, that Moses talked about, life is still too short. That's right, yes. It ends way too soon. Today is the fifth day of August. Do you know that in 2018, 216 days have already passed? Or 5,184 hours? Or 311,000 zero? and 40 minutes, or 18,662,400 seconds have already passed? It's going fast. Yes, right. it's, this year is passing by so soon. Yes. Moses was around 80 years old when he wrote this psalm, and the last 40 years of his life was in the wilderness with these people. So can you understand why he wrote the word labor and why he wrote the word sorrow in verse 10. Right. Because his time with, with uh, the Israelites wandering, on, wandering around in the wilderness was not pleasant at all. No. Verse 11. Who knoweth, who knoweth the power of thine anger? Even according to thy fear, so is thy wrath. And the word that I chose was power. And I want you to think about the omnipotent God who is the God of time and of eternity. And just like what he did for Israel in the wilderness, he was able, he is able to do to us today. Yes. He is able in his power to inflict our greatest fears upon our lives. So is he angry or is he pleased with you and your life today. Lord, help us. Verse 12. So teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. Verse 12 is the best verse of this psalm. And choosing a word from verse 12 is one of, one of the hardest choices I had to make. I could have chose the word number and and trying to emphasize that we should cherish and maximize yes. each moment yes. in our lives yes. to number. I could have chosen the word hour, teach us to number our, because two are better than one, and we can help each other to maximize yes. the time that we have in this life. I could have chosen the word teach, because we need to humble ourselves and acknowledge our foolishness and beg for mercy from the Lord to give us wisdom and to teach us 
to live lives in the, in the right way. Right. I could have chosen the word may, as in that we may apply our hearts and the wisdom because to live wisely is a choice and we may or may not do yes. it. Right. It's a choice every single day. I could have chosen the word wisdom and talked about the glory of wisdom being the principal thing and how wisdom helps us to please God and men. And that's how we want to live. But I think that there's a more important word in there, and that is the word apply. Because we need to be focused. We need to be committed. We need to have zeal in how we live our lives with wisdom. Yes. The word apply is the difference between Abraham and Lot. The word apply is the difference between Moses and Aaron. The word apply defines our degree of how much we use wisdom in our lives. Yes. Right. Yes. It separates us from the average people. It separates the best from the average. The cream always rises to the top by the degree of their application of wisdom. Israel was foolish and lost everything because they did not, they did not apply themselves. Right. They were lazy and complacent. We, we know of scriptures that say, Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked, a picture of Israel's complacence. Will we apply ourselves to wisdom and righteousness? How zealously will we apply ourselves right now? Verse 13, return, O Lord, how long? And let it repent thee concerning thy servants. And the word I chose was repent. Moses was pleading to God for mercy yes. so that Israel would be allowed to enter Canaan. Yes. He didn't want to spend 40 years in the desert. He wanted to go into Canaan, and he was asking for mercy. God can change your situation. Right. Do you ask him to change your situation or not? When the Lord decides to do something in his wrath, it is terrible because we read about what happened to the Israelites who tried to run into Canaan after being condemned. The Amalekites and the Canaanites smote them and they lost a lot of people that day. But the Lord can change his mind. He can change difficult situations. There's never a hopeless situation. Just because it was hopeless for then for Israel does not mean it is hopeless for you. God chose it to be hopeless for Israel for his glory and his purpose. But for your situation, whatever it may be in your life, the Lord may repent and change yes. it. Mm -hmm. Think about our brother in St. Louis and, think and see the reversal of fortune there. Maybe there is some change coming in his family. And that could be the, the Lord repenting. It has we have seen many situation, situations change for other families in this church. Yes. So we should always plead to God for mercy. There is never a hopeless situation. Christians should never be hopeless, right. for we serve a merciful God right. and who may repent. Verse 14, O satisfy, satisfy us early with thy mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. 
And the word that I chose was early. Satisfy us early. It is wise to include in our pleas to God to ask for a shortening of tribulation. Still, God has promised that we will not be tempted beyond what we can bear. Israel faced a trial that lasted 40 years. Our trials may have lasted that long. But it should still not stop us from asking the Lord to help us early and to help us now. Trials and tribulations are good things. And the creator of time, who dwells in eternity, determines how long each trial and each tribulation will last. Right. So we trust him completely. Amen. Verse 15. Make us glad according to the days wherein thou hast afflicted us and the years wherein we have seen evil. Verse 15. And the word that I chose for verse 15 was according. Yes. According to the days. Yes. And I want to talk a little bit about how God uses this word in a way of accounting the things that are done in our lives and the things that he will bless as a result. Accounting. If he debits something, he will credit it as well. Israel was in Egypt for 215 years and they came out with all of Egypt's riches. Right. So they, they worked for 215 years and they were paid really well. If we persevere through longer or greater trials, there will usually be greater reward. Right. Do you believe it? For the men, Job was given double of everything that he had after his trials. There was great accounting done on his behalf yes. because, the saw, because the Lord saw the trials that he put into Job's life right. and blessed him accordingly. Mm -hmm. Another example for the women. Ruth was given the best man in Israel to marry after being faithful to Naomi, despite losing a husband, yes. and despite the Moabites having a social stigma in Israel, right. God saw her faithfulness and rewarded her accordingly. Trust him. Verse 16, let thy work appear unto thy servants and thy glory unto their children. And the word that I chose from verse 16 was appear, as in let thy work appear. Moses wanted Israel and himself to see yes. and experience Canaan. But it was God's choice to not let him and most Israelites to see it. Nonetheless, we should realize that our physical eyes are so limited and weak a lot of things in this life must be seen through the eyes of faith That's and right. God must let, let us see it yes. through the eyes of faith. Yes. Right. David would say, open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law yes. because he recognized that his physical eyes were weak and feeble. David would also say, I had fainted unless I had believed to see yes. the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Have you stopped to consider the blessings in your life that you do not know or you are aware of? 
Do you see them? Have they appeared to you? Do you take those blessings that you're not aware of for granted? Ask the Lord to make them appear in your sight. All those blessings that you have but you don't see and count them one by one. Our eyes are so limited. We are blind to most of the blessings that we, that we have. So we should always be thankful. Yes. We should always be humble. Verse 17. And let the beauty of the Lord, our God, be upon us. And establish thou the work of our hands upon us. Yea, the work of our hands establish thou it. Yes, Verse 17 is the last verse of this psalm. And we need to read this and find a way to change something in our lives. So the word that I chose for verse 17 was work. As in, the work of our hands established thou it. The work. This psalm is mainly about how short our time in this world. It should not make us fatalistic about numbers, you know, saying, I'm getting close to 70 and, you know, I, I'm going to give up. But instead, it should prompt us to work hard. Yes. Right. What sort of work are we talking about? We're not talking about the things that you do in your job, although it includes those things that you do in your job. It's not just our carnal duties. For, for women, it's not things that you're doing in, in your home, though it includes those. This work is the work of righteousness done in wisdom. And because of the emphasis of this psalm on time, it's work that is done in, in righteousness and wisdom and done quickly because our time is short. Yes. How well we work differentiates us from the world and from other Christians. And Paul would say we should redeem the time for the days are evil, meaning you should make your life as productive as possible in spiritual and godly things. Jesus would say for the servants that have served him all their lives, he would say to those good ones, well done, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Emphasizing the word servant because serve is the same as work. Are you, how are you going to work out your salvation with fear and trembling today. How are you? God's word has been opened to you. What works will you accomplish for him today? What works will you accomplish for him right now? Tomorrow is not guaranteed to us. We only have today. So maximize it today. Work out your salvation. And we trust the Lord to establish the work that we have done for the greater productivity, for the greater purpose in this life. Moses was a great man. He did many good things, but yet some of his works were not accepted by God, which caused him to not be able to go into Canaan. Let our works Reflect the glorious God that we serve. Let 
all the things that we do, glorify him, not offend others, and to save in order to save them. Right. Yes. Amen.